It's not enough to start. You've got to finish. God didn't get to day three of creation and decide to stop. He saw it all the way through till it was done. And he said, it is finished. I bless it. It is good. I'm glad that Christ didn't throw in the towel halfway up Golgotha. He went to the end. All the way till it is finished. He went to the end. I believe that something that the Lord is saying to the gate church is that this is a group of people that this movement and this congregation was drawn together by the word of the scripture, the breath of the Holy Spirit and the manifestation of the miraculous. But I believe a word that he is speaking to us right now today is that we've started good, that's good. Continue. 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 You started good. Keep going. How do we do that? What does that mean? Very, very simple. We have to live a life of faith. The key to continuing is to live a life rooted in faith. How many know that it's the root system that causes the tree to live? You can pick all the apples off of a tree, you give it a year, and you come back in due season, there'll be as many apples, if not more, than there was before. But when you kill the roots, when you cut the root, the fruit will cease to exist. The moment that the root system of your life becomes disconnected from faith, you'll stop bearing fruit. may not happen overnight, but you can bet that the fruit will dry up and wither. So what is faith? I'm going to hit faith from a little different angle. And there's a lot, unfortunately, there's become cliche in the body of Christ when it comes to faith. So my, I'm endeavoring here to hit it from a new angle to keep it fresh. But faith is our response to what heaven says. Because God is sovereign, his will will be done. That's what his sovereignty means. That means that he's going to do what he wants even if you don't want him to. Because what he wants is best. And he won't let you steal his best from somebody else just because you don't agree. So that means that the world is moving in the direction that God wants it to move. And you may look and go, it looks pretty rough out there. The faith that believers have is it doesn't matter what it looks like. I know and I believe in what heaven says that he's moving us to a place of life and life more abundantly. So humans may not be cooperating in the moment, but it's going the direction that God wants. And so faith says, I don't care if anybody, nobody else serves Jesus, I'm going to. Oh, see, I just said something right there. The reason why some of us don't experience the fullness of life that Christ came to bring is because we serve him because it's popular. Or we serve him because it's our family culture to go to church on Sunday. But what I want to know is if I take that away from you, will you continue on on your own? The Apostle Paul said, I need you boys to go with me because my trip to Rome is going to be my last one. But even though you're not going to go with me, I'll go on by myself. I'm going to keep going. Jesus, Jesus had to go to the cross. And all them boys said, oh, we'll fight for you, master. They'll have to put me up there beside of you. And he said, okay, bet. 
And do you know what? When his closest friends, when his closest allies, and when his family was so ashamed of him that they all ran in head, hid, he picked himself up after being beaten to a pulp. He shouldered that cross and he continued. God help me to continue. Some of you may be familiar with the Welsh revival. Do you want to know how that revival broke open? A man named Evan Roberts, a Welsh man that God raised up to bring revival to that nation and that part of the world. He was preaching and preaching and preaching. He's a very powerful, potent communicator. He would sometimes burst forth singing hymns in the middle of his sermon. He'd get so amped up preaching, he'd just start singing. Full of passion. And he'd been preaching for some time to a very hard group of people that the the most common profession were minors. People were minors. And these people were looking at him a lot like you're looking at me right now. Like, we're glad you're excited. I don't know if I am. And he's preaching and preaching and preaching. And a 10-year-old girl one night in a meeting stands up in front of all those hardened men. And she shouts out loud, I love Jesus and I don't care who knows it. And the sincerity of that little girl saying, I don't care if all you hard men are going to be stiff. I'm going to declare that I love Jesus. And it broke open the atmosphere in the room. And hardened miners began crying. And they flooded the altar saying, I love you too. What does it say when God has to use one little girl to break the hearts of grown men? Sometimes you got to continue on and you have to know for yourself what you will do regardless of what anybody else does. How do I know this? Is that my opinion? Revelation 13 and 8 says this, All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. I'm not going to unpack all that scripture. I simply want to highlight this one thing, that one of the titles for Jesus, one of the eternal names by which he is known is the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. That means this, that before God ever said, let there be light, he knew that his son would be the sacrifice to forever and permanently eradicate the power of sin. Here's what that means. Heaven had decided... Heaven had determined that Jesus was the one that was going to deal with sin. Before Adam was ever formed, heaven had determined. Heaven had said, heaven had called him, he's the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. How can we call him that if it's not happened yet? Because God is sovereign and he'll have his way. Luke 22 and 42 says this. This is Jesus praying in the garden of Gethsemane. Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Before he got to that moment, heaven had determined Jesus, the spotless and perfect Son of God, 
will be the one who takes away the sin from the world and from mankind. He's the one, but in the garden, Jesus still had to decide. Let me let you in on a secret, friend. Heaven has already determined what it wants for your life, but you still have to decide, will you agree and go along with what heaven has determined? And Jesus broke the power of slavery to sin and flesh off of our lives when he says these words. Nevertheless, not my will, God, but yours be done. He understood heaven has determined it. And so I may not want to do this, but I'm going to decide anyway to do what my father has asked me to do. Heaven determines you decide. But guess what happens when you decide? Isaiah 50 and 7. This is a messianic prophecy written from the first person as if the writer was speaking on behalf of the Messiah. The point being that we would be able to recognize the Messiah when these words came to pass. So you can just imagine Jesus saying this. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. And because of this, I have set my face like a flint. And I know that I will not be ashamed. Heaven determines. And when you decide to agree and to obey what heaven has said, you can set your face like a flint that says, Father, I don't want to drink from this cup but I will do your will because I know that you won't embarrass me. You won't disgrace me. You won't abandon me. Heaven, you have said, you have determined, I have decided that I will go with the path of heaven because my God is faithful and he will keep me. I believe that Jesus knew if I go to that cross, my father will get me out of the hole in the ground that they put me in. That's why he set his face like a flint. He said, if that's a cross you need me to carry, put it right here. I'm going to the top of the mountain. And I won't blink when I come face to face with sin. And I won't break under the power of death. Because I know that man may put me in the ground. But the one who has authority and power over life and death, he will speak to me and call me out of that grave. Just like I called Lazarus out of a grave two weeks ago. I need to tell some people in this room today that heaven has determined that this is your time in history. Heaven has determined that you are to be blessed and that you are to be healed. Heaven has determined that your life should be full of purpose and fruitfulness. Heaven has determined it. You need to decide. I'm going with what heaven says. I'm going with what the king says. I have decided I will follow and obey the word of God. I have decided that even if all the world turns its back on the master, I have decided that I will not Because heaven determines, but we still get to decide. 